Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. You and I are here today on what is the final day of our year the final moments and hours of one calendar rotation, one more time around the sun. And when we think about these transitional days, moments in our life, there are so many words that come to mind, so many thoughts that all no doubt come flooding to you as you reflect on your year and as you look towards the year ahead, words that stand out about what has all of this meant. And as I began praying for our time here together today, as I began praying and asking God, God, what are you speaking to us on this final moment of our year? I kept hearing the word marvelous. What marvelous things God has done. What marvelous works we have seen. What marvelous ways he has shown up throughout our year. And this word led me to the book of Psalms, chapter 46 and verse 8. And Psalm 46 and verse 8, in many of the translations you would read it in, starts with the word come, starts with the word gather. It's a beckoning call to the people of God to come and to gather together, just like we have come and gathered together today. Now, on many weekends throughout the year, you can find us in a physical location gathering together. And we are a people who gather from many different places. Every weekend we come together and people gather who have come from across the seas and come from Kenya and come from Puerto Rico and come from Mexico and from Ghana and even across this great nation, people who once were living in the state of Texas and now gather together in our location in Toledo and from California and Indiana and from across the bridge, wherever you normally gather from, Normally, we see ourselves together in one place with our family who joins us online. But on this Sunday, a couple of times a year, we take all of those places and we go everywhere. It's in our heart to declare the name of Jesus everywhere. And on today, we are gathering anywhere that this message reminded that no distance or device can ever separate us from the things that God is doing, from his very presence, from his very word. And we gather in the way that believers have gathered for centuries in any place the name of Jesus can be spoken. We gather in the way the people of God have always found a way to gather in homes and to gather in city centers and to gather in cafes and to gather wherever you can connect with other believers and declare his name. As we start today, I would love to know where are you gathering today? Where has been your come together location? Are you gathering at home with family? Are you gathering at a cafe with friends? Are you gathering as you road trip back from wherever your holiday travels took you? Wherever that place is, I would love if right now you just take a moment and in the chat, join the conversation and tell us where are you gathering from? I want to read to us what Psalm 46 says, Psalm 46 and verse 8. And specifically, I want to read it today from the message translation. 
The message translation often gives us the cultural context and then translates that into modern words, into vernacular that makes sense for your and my life right here today. And this is how it reads. It says, attention all. Everyone who can hear these words, the writer is calling your great attention. It says, see the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth. He bans war from pole to pole, and he breaks all of the weapons across his knee. Step out of the traffic and take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics and above everything. I was remembering a few years ago, I was driving down the road in a car, trying to get from point A to point B. And as I drove down the road with traffic on either side, I had two kids in the back of the car who were playing, but playing loudly. I had a new baby in the seat just behind me who was ready to be out of a car seat. There was a car that was honking its horn. I found myself with music playing. There was so much happening around me. I was in a familiar place and in a familiar city, but for the life of me. I could not remember how to get from where I was to the location I was trying to get to. I kept thinking, should I turn right here? Do I need to go two more streets? Was it on the left side? All of the noise and all of the sound, even though I was somewhere familiar, just became too loud to bring in my focus to what I needed to do. There's a quote I love from another church leader where he says, we cannot live our lives at warp speed without thinking that we would not warp our souls. And so as I had all of the noise surrounding me and the car honking behind me, I turned down the noise of the radio and I pulled the car over. I got still, I got quiet, and I refocused on what is it that I need to be doing? Where is it that I'm actually trying to go right now? This is our pullover, quiet down, refocus, redirect moment. For all of the noise that is in your life, for all of the sound that is in your life, there is a time to just simply take a long, loving, Look at God and remember that he is high above it all. The writer says he is above the politics, the politics of this day. What does that? It means the positioning, the constant addressing, the constant posturing that we continually find ourselves in. Coming out of the holiday, I imagine you maybe have some fresh family politics in your mind some fresh family moments of who's positioning for what role and who's doing and what you're allowed to bring up and what shouldn't be brought up. And you forgot to tell your new fiance to never bring up that topic in front of Aunt Sue. And the politics of that moment seemed like the loudest sound in your mind. But I'm here to remind you to take a pause, to redirect your focus and remember that he is the great high God above all of it. 
like so many of us, the politics that we experience in our life, in our workplace, in our families, the politics of our nation can become like that sounding horn behind me in the car, beeping and honking and trying to get our attention. And what it does is it distracts us from the question we're asking, where am I even trying to go? And instead of focusing on all of that noise, I want to draw you to focus on what the writer of the psalm begins focusing on. He says he plants the flowers and the trees. It speaks to us of the fruitfulness that God has produced in your life. It speaks to us of the fruitfulness that comes in a life of following him, that he is the one who caused the beauty to spring forth. And he is the one who caused the great strength to sprout up in your life, the things that give you stability, the things that give us shelter, all of the great fruitfulness of your life comes through this great God. And for all of the noise and all of the distraction and all of the traffic that's running by you, I want to remind you to simply take a moment and look at the marvelous things that God has done. Marvelous things have happened in your life. Seasonal changes have happened for you. Like you graduated high school this year. It's a marvelous thing to stop and to remember and celebrate. You crossed over into a fresh decade this year and have a whole new set of numbers ready to fill with the purpose of God in your life. Stop and remember the marvelous things that he has done. If Cornerstone is your church family, if this is where you gather and celebrate and declare the name of Jesus regularly, we have things to look back on and celebrate together of the marvelous things he has done through us and in us and for us and among us. God has been working throughout this past year. I look back on the year and I remember that more than a hundred people have let us know that they have made a decision to become a follower of Jesus this year. That is something that I celebrate the marvelous way that God has allowed us to be part of these people's great story. And today, some more people are going to make a decision to become followers of Jesus. Today, someone's heart is already being stirred and is already being pulled by this great, marvelous God and will make a decision before they move into next year to become one of those who have said, I have decided to follow Jesus. We've seen more than 90 people make a public declaration of their faith, walking through that step of going to a baptism and coming out of those waters. We've been celebrating all of these people. It's double the amount that we saw in the year before. It's a marvelous thing that God has done. We have our Play Pals daycare where so many dozens of families come in and are served throughout the week where they receive excellent childcare and support and partnership for their families has celebrated its first year anniversary. What was just a dream, it seems like months ago, a what if we could stand in the gap with these families has celebrated its first full year. 
We've done all kinds of things to the infrastructure to make sure that the house and the place of God, to make sure that the message that goes out, and there are all of the intangible ways that God has worked among us. What marvelous things he has done. He has sprouted up flowers and planted trees in our lives. And before we move into anything else, before we continue hearing the sound of the traffic of our life moving and moving at warp pace often, can we consider the marvelous things that God has done? I want to invite you in this moment to consider the marvelous things that God has done in your life to consider the marvelous ways over the last 12 months, over the last 365 days that he has showed up in your world. I remember several years ago, I was sitting talking with a therapist working through an area that I hadn't practiced a lot and that I didn't have a lot of experience participating in. And she asked me a question and said, what do you think about that? And I responded to her, I don't know. And I thought like most people, she would accept my I don't know as a response in that moment. And we would move on and I wouldn't have to do the thing that I didn't have very much experience in doing. But instead, she looked at me and said, that's okay, I'll wait. And then leaned back casually and quietly and waited in silence until I actually had the conversation, until I actually addressed the thing that I had so little practice in my life participating in. So many of us have so little practice looking back at the marvelous things that God has done, looking back at all of the ways that God has shown up in our life over the year. We just simply look forward and we keep moving along with traffic. So in a similar way, I want to take the next few moments and say to you, take this time with the people that you're watching with. Take this time if you're sitting alone and pull out a note and consider the marvelous things that God has done. I'll wait. The next thing that the psalmist writes is that he bans wars from pole to pole and that he breaks weapons. 
that the things that are warring against your life and the weapons that have been formed against you, that those things, though they can again draw our attention and draw on our heart, those things are not greater than God. Those things are not greater than the works of his hands. It reminds me of the scripture in Isaiah 2. Isaiah 2 for our church family has long been a core scripture. It's the scripture that came to our founding pastors when they first started and planted this church in 1986. The words of the uh, book of Isaiah came to them. And some of those are at the beginning of Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2. It says, and it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and it shall be lifted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall come and say, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the words of the Lord from Jerusalem. And then hear these next verses, starting in chapter 4, it says, And he shall judge between nations, and he shall decide disputes for many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. The weapons that were once weapons will no longer be weapons, but will be places of harvest. And their spears shall be pruning hooks, and they shall not lift up sword against nation, Neither shall they learn war anymore in the same way that the psalmist says. And when God looks at your life, he wants to come and silence the wars that are coming against you. He wants to come and break the weapons that have been formed against you. When the prophet Isaiah looked into this moment in time, he looked and he saw the working of God's hand. And when he saw the working of God's hand in your life, he said, wars will also be silenced. And the thing that used to be a weapon will no longer be a place of damage, will no longer be a place of violence, but will become a place of harvest. I'm saying to you today, I don't know what has been raging against you in your life. I don't know what challenges and battles you have been facing. There is no doubt that each and every one of us could say that while there are marvelous things that God has done, there are places in my life where I feel like life is moving in on me. And there are spaces in my life where I feel like the weapons that are coming against me are getting the better hand. But when I look at the continual work of God, what I want you to know before you step out of this year and step into a new year is that the things that are raging against you are not greater. It says he snaps the weapons over his knee. It's like the picture of you picking up a stick and breaking it with such ease to throw it into a fire that those things that have even been violence in your own hand those things that have raged on the inside of you and overcome you at times and caused you to hurt other people god says i'm turning the thing that has been a weapon against you into a tool 
for harvest, into a tool that you will reap a great reward, into a thing that is no longer causing harm to come from your hand, but is causing something to come and return to you that will feed you in the next season, that will feed you in the days to come, that will feed the people that God has connected you with, that the thing that you thought was going to be the end of you will not be the end of you. The thing that you thought was going to break you will not break you, but because he is a great God, how marvelous is this God? You are not going to be overcome by the weapons of war, and you are not going to be overcome by the weapons of your own hand, but God is coming into your life to be the one that is higher than that thing. We declare his name over your life and say that every war that has been raging against you will be silenced before you leave this year, that every weapon that has been in your hand would be broken and would turn instead into a place of harvest. That when you look at the things that have been hurting, that have been harming, that suddenly you would see them instead as places of harvest in your life, as places of fruitfulness in your life, as the story that you will one day tell and say, how marvelous is this great God. Look at the works of his hand. Look what he has done in your life. Look at the way that when you thought you were at the edge and you thought everything was turned against you, that he stepped in and he came in and he proved his great power and his great might. And there are no more marvelous works. And there is no way that he broke a weapon in any greater way than when he broke the weapon of shame by conquering the war of sin and of death against each and every one of us. That Jesus came into the world and the power of shame lost its sting. The war of sin against the human soul lost its power because Jesus came into that space. Jesus came into your life and it says he saw you and he thought of you and he knew you when he came. And he overcame the grave. They hung him on a cross and they buried him in a tomb, but he couldn't stay in the tomb because he came to defeat the war that death had been raging against all of humanity. And if you have never said, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. Jesus, I want to accept that gift that you have given me. I want to receive that power in me. Then before we step into a brand new year, this is your moment to say, I have one more marvelous work to add to my list. I need to go back to my note and say, there's one more great thing that God has done for me. And that's that he has called me and he has saved me and he has known me and he has brought me into his great light. He has broke the weapon of shame over my life. If that's you and you're saying right now, I want the weapon of shame broken over my life. I'm declaring an end to the war of sin and of death over me. I want you to simply raise your hand in your room with your family, in the cafe where you are, 
wherever you're driving, maybe just quickly if you're driving. Because I think something powerful happens when our spirit and our soul and our body move in unity together and say, I am making a decision today to follow Jesus. If you are making a decision today to follow Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer right now. And I also want you to drop your name in the conversation and say, I have decided. Because we believe that you are coming into relationship with Jesus and you're also coming into the family of God. And we want to walk with you in these coming moments to ensure that your faith is resilient for all of your days. The prayer goes like this. Jesus, I thank you for who you are. Thank you for your life. I thank you for your death. I thank you for your burial. And I thank you for your resurrection. Today, I acknowledge you. And I let go of a life led by me. And I take hold of a life led by you for all of my days. In Jesus' name, amen.